This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Big congratulations going out to Mr. Dad Bod 2023. We had our pageant last night on Facebook Live. Still viewable if you want to go back and watch it. Just go to our Facebook page. It was a night full of flesh and fun. (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) Some may say a little too much flesh, but it's subjective. Right, Jim? Yeah, they they flaunted it. Oh, that's nasty. Well, that was the wrong button. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, I, honestly, <laughs> I honestly meant to hit the drum roll. There you go. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, we want to introduce you to Mr. Dad Bod 2023 from Sarnia, Ontario. Martin. Martin was our big winner, and he joins us here you so on much. the phone. Hey, Martin, how are you, buddy? Oh, awesome, 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 awesome. Feeling great today. <laughs> boy, I can stop my regime of like curls of beers into the mouth and getting ready eating pizza every night. So <laughs> I'm so glad I can like you know. Relax now. In the off season, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Dad bod do. contestants in the off season get in shape. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is no off season. There just isn't. <laughs> we had we had some great judges last night. Uh, you may recognize them uh, from the world of radio. Coulter, uh, Coulter Bouchard, Fearless Fred yeah. was with us. Jesse David, mm-hmm. uh, all beauties, and they decided that you were Mr. Dad Bod. What do you attribute your success to, Martin? Well, first off, not all of them chose me. You know, there was one. Fearless Fred was so. the holdout. He didn't think that. Fearless he, Fred. He thought yeah. you were great, but he just thought yeah. one contestant was a little bit better. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Some stiff competition yes, there, wonderful. bud. I don't know how stiff the competition was. Uh, Flaccid competition, but competition nonetheless. Rather soft in areas. (laughs) (laughs) But but what do you think uh, the judges saw in you that uh, made them choose you? Well, I gave it my all. I left it all on the floor, or the hot tub it was. But yes, I, I put it all out there. I even put my life on the line. Think about it. I went underwater to drink alcohol. I did that for you guys. Yeah. I left it all out there for you. Now, is and that something you had done before? Because it looked like you didn't even never, practice it beforehand. Yeah. Never. Sweating <laughs> cold. You know why? Because I have confidence in myself. <laughs> Martin's talent was he had the, this long straw, and he poured himself a drink and then he went underwater in his hot tub and i'm not going to say you did drink the drink but you attempted to drink it he oh, slowly no, I sipped it, it up yeah did you no, get no, it no, all no. in okay, there so i swear to god the the first one i had problems with the first one then it came back up went back down and polished it off yeah no um, he came up for air halfway through yeah but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no no it took me two goes that's for sure how mm. much hot tub water did you ingest Maybe a shot. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing serious. It's it actually the new hot drink of the summer. Yeah. Twisted tea and hot tub water. Have you tried it? There you go. It's fantastic. <laughs> if you saw the gallery online, Martin was the guy with the Borat bathing suit. So we, we mentioned that a few times when we were talking about it on the air. So that's your kind of your claim to fame, Martin. We want to see you with the duct tape sash out and about and the Borat bikini like on beaches across Ontario here. And <laughs> Well, we do have the nicest beach in the world here, so sure. 
Sure, I can do that. We may see the duct tape sash in a holding cell, <laughs> depending <laughs> yeah. on where he, he wears that mankini, yeah. because it does not leave very much to the imagination. Well, you told no. us a story on uh, during the broadcast, uh, yeah. during the pageant. What happened? You went to a nude beach once with it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a gift. Uh, from my girlfriend's girlfriend there and uh, because she knew we were going to Jamaica and they were joking around because I didn't want to go to a nude beach. My girlfriend did, but I didn't. And so uh, so this was the alternative. She thought it was quite funny and she gave it to us for Christmas right before we left. And uh, I took it down there and uh, yeah, supposedly uh, when they need nude, they need nude. <laughs> Still too much fabric. <laughs> <laughs> he got kicked off the nude beach because exactly. he wasn't showing enough. Well, I think you showed more than enough last oh, night, obviously, uh, yeah. because the duct tape sash is yours. Martin uh, from Sarnia, Mr. Mr. Dad Bod 2023. Uh, we have a few more thank yous and notes from the contest last night to get to. So we'll do that coming up here. You got to check out. That incredible feat of Martin drinking alcohol while underwater in his hot tub. You can see the entire dad bod pageant still if you go to our Facebook page. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Arnold Schwarzenegger saying he wishes he could run for president of the United States. Uh, Not American born, eh? No. Mm. You gotta be born on U.S. soil. And he, of course, is from Austria. Not even when you're dating a Kennedy. (laughs) Tried it. He tried to take the shortcut. Yeah, couldn't pull it off. And you obviously haven't watched the documentary. He's not dating a Kennedy anymore. Him and Maria Shriver are not together? What documentary? You haven't seen the new three-part documentary about Arnold Schwarzenegger's no, life on Netflix? I haven't. It's awesome. I've watched the his one from the 70s or 80s, Pump, Pumping Iron. Pumping Iron, great yeah. doc. No, I, have, I didn't know about this one. Pumping iron, the best part about pumping iron is him chirping Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> and Lou is the nicest I guy. Know. Come on, Louie. Yeah. You think you could get you such a weakling, Louie? <laughs> Just, um, you know, a lot of mind games he was playing back then. No, in the, in the documentary, he talks about how there's still a family, right? But he's not hey, spending much time with Maria ever since uh, she figured out that he had fathered a child with the maid. Tough pill to swallow. <laughs> That'll do it. For sure. <laughs> that was the craziest story. That is a crazy story. But you, what is really cool in the documentary, you need to watch it because it's it's great. Um, but he does talk about his relationship that he has with the son he had with, with the, the housekeeper and talks about how he wants him to feel welcome in the world, doesn't want him to feel like he was a mistake. And Arnold and and Joseph is his name. They go to the gym regularly and pump iron together. I've seen a picture of the guy. The guy's huge. Well, I think that's what happened is when the kid was born, just looked like a baby. And then the kid starts developing and Maria Shriver's like, "Uh, why does our housekeeper's son look exactly like our husband? Yeah, yeah. Either she slept with you or Hercules. It's one or the other. (laughs) Or Lou Ferrigno, maybe. (laughs) Lou set me up. It was Louie. <laughs> this is ultimate revenge. <laughs> you got to check it out. It's really good. But Arnold uh, says that he feels like he could unite the country, and a lot of people do love Schwarzenegger. Maybe. You never know. Uh, he was a Republican when he was governor of uh, California, 
but he's pretty moderate. Uh, he was a former star of The Apprentice. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was kind of a flash in the pan. He was the host for a sec. It's now a prerequisite <laughs> to becoming president of the United States, mm-hmm. but it can't happen. And Arnold's bummed out about it. Talking sports with Devin Peacock. He's our sports guy. You watch any sporting event, and you're going to see about 30 online gambling ads now in Canada. But it seems to be working because the industry is booming. Dev, check this out. These are the numbers uh, released. One year into online gambling and single-game betting in Ontario. What are we at, Jim? The province has spent, that's everybody in the province, $35.6 billion. That's in Ontario alone. That's how much money was wagered, right? Yes. So some people, that's not how much was lost. Well, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> one guy. Knows. One guy won 30 bucks. Yeah. Everyone else lost. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how much was wagered in total. And Ontario government got $1.4 billion in revenue from taxes, I believe. Wow. Is it worth it, Dev? So I am not a gambler in any way, shape, or form. I, it's just not my thing. But the the thing is, if if the province isn't doing it, someone else is gonna. Like it's it's not as though Ontarians just discovered online gambling, right? Like it, it's been around for a yeah. long. Time. But it was harder to do, harder to lose money. You could you know use a VPN or something and gamble on the state's websites if you wanted to use an American credit card. But it t- it was a little more of a struggle. The issue is like it's they've brought what was happening outside in. So I mean you can't stop it. It's 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 like it's like marijuana. It's like cannabis, right? Like if it's here. So you it's gotta, a, it's I, just, I don't personally. But you're not seeing commercials for cannabis every five minutes when you watch a hockey. I game. saw the Wayne Gretzky, Connor McDavid one like twice yesterday, three times. I was watching a little golf, and it can't, it comes on like the, the the betting ads are too much. It's. Do you think they should be regulated more? I know PK Subban's dad is a, a big advocate for more restrictions on sports gambling advertising. So the Alcohol Gaming Commission of Ontario is uh, looking right now at limiting celebrities um, and you know athletes, even former athletes, from advertising. So this would be the Wayne Gretzky's, uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, Kevin Garnett has, you know, all all these guys have ads. Aaron Paul's, you know, one keeps telling me to to bet with Bet three six five. Yeah. Not going to do it. What about Dan? Is Dan still going to be able to do it? Boomsies, Dan. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Jay and Dan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know if he's he, not that much of a celeb. He's no Wayne. He's kind of a celebrity, I guess. You know, he's uh, kind of. Yeah. But there's, I mean, here's the thing. Like they they also like FanDuel will sponsor shows. I mean, so how far does that go, right? So, like, if if FanDuel sponsors a radio show, a TV show, and there's the personalities on there would, by some people, considered celebrities, is that allowed? Is that yeah. not allowed? It's, it's a tricky proposition. I do think there needs to be, you know, maybe a bit stronger regulation because... It, gambling can go south on a lot of people, but there's a lot of vices. <laughs> no, it can't. But, can I mean, it? You all, the, the house never wins, is what they <laughs> That's say. That's the same. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a gambler, but also I realize, like, I like alcohol. Uh, sure, like, alcohol's a, 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 the same issue. I'm different. glad you're finally admitting it, yeah. Dev. 
It's uh, the first step. I, I, I like a <laughs> like a drink or two. My can name is you, Devin. <laughs> can you close Pandora's box? I mean, the laws are open. The sites are out there. At this point, it's it is what it is. I would be curious, and it doesn't say in in the article you have in front of you with these numbers, Jim. Uh, the number of people whose lives have. Uh, the value of their lives has decreased significantly because of their gambling on sports over the past couple of years. You, you put 10 bucks down, you win that bet. It's not enough next time. You got to go 20 and then 30. Next thing you know, you're betting the house. It's just interesting how it always works because right now there's a big push to um, remove cartoon characters from like serials and, and commercials and stuff because kids are always like they want to get Tony the Tiger and you know whatever the rabbit is uh, for Lucky Tricks Charms. Rabbit. <laughs> and so Tricks are for kids uh, rabbit. Lucky yeah. Charms is a leprechaun. Okay, death. well whatever. I don't uh, I don't eat cereal anyway. <laughs> I bet he could name all the booze mascots. Yeah, yeah. I sure could. But so, Joe Camel over here. The point is, when you're a kid, it's cereal. When you're an adult, it's, it's gambling. It's gambling. And yeah. so whatever you're age also an, at, an adult who can make their own decisions. You know, like, I, I get it. It's not great, but you're 18, you're on the... Th- we all know gambling. Like, there's nobody who doesn't know that gambling is a that you can lose a I'm, dangerous vixen. I would just say, like, Pandora's box was open before last year, so to bring it and to regulate it was a good move by the province. Could there be further regulation? Yes, probably, but we're never going back to the way it was before because that's impossible. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, we were talking basketball yesterday on the show and uh, the the Denver Nuggets victory in the NBA becoming champions. One of their star players told the press he didn't want to stay in the United States and take part in the parade yesterday. Yeah, they're the star player. The MVP. MVP. Nikola Jokic, he's from Serbia. And he's just kind of an odd kind of guy. Even his teammates were like, you know, in midway through the season, they go, oh, you know, Nicholas, Nicola, you know, all he cares about are his horses back in Serbia, blah, blah, blah. He, he, you know, he loves basketball, but it's not his number one priority, it seems. So anyway, they win the, uh, the NBA finals and he's being interviewed and he's saying, I thought I would feel more. This isn't what I expected. And then <laughs> in front of the, uh, in, in a press conference, um, one of the reporters tells him that he has to wait around for two days to go to the victory parade. He didn't realize he had to. He wanted to go home right away, and he's asking his people, do I have to stay? And they're like, yeah, it's next Thursday. It's like, oh, I got to go home. <laughs> so he did, it seemed like he did not want to be there. Until yesterday, at the parade, he stepped up to the microphone and said this. You hear me? Yeah. Thank you, though. Uh, you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I f***ing want to stay on parade. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> we're all going to remember this the, our whole lives. And, uh, and when we see you guys that uh, came out on the streets, and uh, actually this one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I said I don't want to stay on parade. I effing love parade. That, that is the move. I'm so glad I stayed and paraded. Yeah. <laughs> I do love it because like anytime an athlete drops an F-bomb, doesn't matter. The crowd goes bonkers. <laughs> 
It's like when your buddies have to drag you out for a party. You know, you're uh, you're not feeling it, and you're like, no, I'm just going to stay in tonight. Smash cut to 1.30, you're at the bar buying shots for everybody. This I is the best night of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I f***ing want to stay on parade. This is the best. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did anyone go see the Flash movie last night? It's in theaters this weekend. A lot of hype around this film. The return of Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm. From what I've been seeing so far, Jim, online, uh, that's the highlight of the movie. Not the Flash. So it's a Batman movie, I guess. Well, it's, it's, they say it's a Flash movie. There's a lot of Flash. Flash is driving the story. Hmm. But uh, Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton, Batman is the highlight. The the crowd seemed to enjoy that the most at the screenings I've read about. Interesting. Um, they also say the CGI is terrible, which I don't understand. It does seem like we're going backwards with a lot of these movies. Like They know that you're going to go see it anyways. They know their movies are going to make a gajillion dollars, so they, they're not even putting the effort in anymore. If you go back and watch superhero movies from 15 years ago, the special effects are better than the ones today. It's like everything is CGI from their costumes down to their hair and makeup almost. Yeah, I don't understand how it's... I, I want to say they're, they're saving money, but it seems like when you read an article about how much CGI costs, they're not actually saving money. And I think What's we were, the point? We were talking to our producer the other day, Nelson, and we were talking about Jurassic Park and how the original Jurassic Park looks far better than Jurassic World does. Because all the dinosaurs in the new ones are all CGI. Yeah, it was a mix back in the day. A little yeah. CGI with some practical effects. The practical effects seem to be gone. Yeah, like they would bring the T-Rex head, and then there'd be steam, actual steam that would come out of its nose, and it would look real, but now that steam would be CGI, and it looks awful. Yeah. Or fire, you can tell that fire is fake sometimes. Yeah. Like, I will say Avatar did a great job making fake fire look real. The Avatar is a shining example of how good CGI can be. Haven't watched it yet, but it's on the list. It's now streaming on Disney Plus, I noticed the other day. They did very well, but it took 18 years to make (laughs) and $4 billion. And just like uh, Michael Keaton is the highlight of the the new Flash movie, the fake fire is the highlight of the new (laughs) Avatar movie. So believable. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Watched uh, a movie last night. Finally, I, I saw the Blackberry film. Oh, yeah? Blackberry with Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia as Jim Balsilli. Mm-hmm. Every time they said Waterloo, I laughed. They really they, lean like, hard yeah. in, into the story taking place in Waterloo, Canada. <laughs> Cops Coliseum huh. gets a shout-out in wow. the film. Hamilton is mentioned. That's funny. It's worth it just for the, the references to the Taz and Jim listening area. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it was well done. I have a feeling, though, a lot of liberties were taken. I would love to hear from somebody who worked for RIM in the heyday of the Blackberry to tell us how close the movie was to what actually happened. Um, we've heard from, uh, obviously, we, we have people who, who worked at RIM listening to the show, and we've heard from them in the past talking about 
when BlackBerry was at its peak and they're flying Aerosmith in to pl- play at company parties and it's like Wolf of Wall Street almost. Yeah, it was it was mayhem. Uh, they had so much cash coming in, and as quickly as they rose, they fell thanks to the iPhone. Because I always do this after I watch a, a a movie based on a true story, I get obsessed with how factual was it mm-hmm. and i'm online you know googling stuff you know is this what this guy really looked like is this where this really took place got a text message here taz re blackberry movie jim ball silly was much nicer in real life than his character in the film hmm. not not nice in the film though eh well he was a shrewd businessman for sure most are. Yeah, yeah. If you get to that level. If you're going to make billions, yeah. you can't be friends with everyone. Of course. Uh, they did really make it look like he got completely distracted with trying to buy that NHL team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh-huh. and it contributed to the downfall of the company. I don't know if that's true. It, like He obviously liked hockey and he wanted to buy the Penguins, but I think the, the main factor in, in uh, RIM becoming what it is today instead of being the leader in the cell phone market was the iPhone. Yeah, because how many people are really rocking Blackberries these days? Some some old school guys, they love yeah. the keyboard and stuff, but I, I don't know if I've ever seen one in five years. They love the keyboard and it could be like the, the Nokia flip phones where they just make a huge comeback. If I had a Blackberry, I would hold on to it because it could be worth some big money one day. Was there a brick breaker scene? There was not. <laughs> Huge missed opportunity. <laughs> was brick breaker the game on Blackberry? Yeah, it was the biggest thing. I never had a Blackberry. I didn't either. My friends did, and we would pass the phone around like on road trips, and everybody tried to get the high score on brick breaker. Yeah. It was next level for phones. It was a pretty decent film, though. Again, I'd love to hear now that I've, I've, I'm a little bit obsessed today with, with Rim and uh, the success that took place in Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Did they? Did I'm he- from Waterloo at one point in the movie. He screams that at Gary Bettman. I'm from Waterloo <laughs> where the vampires live. Where the vampires <laughs> live? Did they mention that he's from Seaforth, Ontario at all? Did Seaforth, Seaforth get a shout-out? did not get a shout-out. What? No. Okay, I'm disappointed in this movie so far. Hamilton, tons of Waterloo. Okay. Ottawa, Toronto, I think all got shout-outs, but nothing about Seaforth, Jim. Mm. Sorry. Shame. We're going to have to wait for the uh, Ryan O'Reilly biopic <laughs> <laughs> to get Seaforth on the big screen. I am from Venastra, where the Frankensteins live. <laughs> what? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Anything for the clicks. (laughs) This story is wild, Jim. Yeah, there's this uh, Belgian guy. His name is uh, Ragnar LeFou is what he goes on on TikTok. He's got about 165,000 followers. Well, his followers were surprised the other day because his daughter posted online, R.I.P. Dad can't believe you you left us so soon our family's in shambles uh blah 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 blah, blah. sad that her dad had, had passed yeah so at the funeral of this tiktok star guy halfway through the funeral who shows up but ragnar lefou the guy who supposedly died <laughs> and he shows up in a helicopter <laughs> so he pulls up lands at the funeral at the graveside comes out and he says i faked my death 
to show you guys that you have to, you know, r- see your friends and embrace life. Basically, he says that he wanted to teach his family a lesson because they didn't see him enough and they didn't respond to his text when he wanted to hang out with them. So he thought he'd teach them all a life lesson and fake his own death. <laughs> <laughs> he had his his wife was all it's on terrible. board. His wife helped fake. Okay, at least the wife was in on it. Yeah. Was his daughter please? His daughter was in on it too. So the family was in on it. <laughs> uh, where's the quote? Uh, where's the specific quote? Oh, it was on the sub headline. But he he said his family doesn't. Oh, here it goes. He wanted to teach his his family quote a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up. His family has not been speaking to him that much recently, and I think well, I, I understand why. Yeah, I don't think this is going to help. <laughs> He's he says, answering his own uh, his own question here. Yeah, I, why isn't my family talking to me? Well, it sounds like you're a bit of a D-bag. Yeah, what's cheaper, throwing your own funeral, renting a helicopter, or looking in the mirror? Because he goes, what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody <laughs> sees me. We all grew apart. I felt underappreciated. And that's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't have to wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. I wonder how he feels about this because he also says, only half of my family came to the funeral. <laughs> Quote, that proves who really cares about me. Those who didn't come did contact me to meet up. So in a way, I did win. So the people who bailed on his funeral did inevitably reach out and say, okay, I will meet up with you. We're glad you're alive. Glad you're alive for now. Yeah. His second funeral. It's not often you get the chance to have a second funeral, by the (laughs) way. His second funeral, I think, will be even uh, lower in attendance because, yeah. uh, listen, it's a boy who cried wolf to fall for it the next time. Well, imagine if he showed up and the people at the funeral killed him. <laughs> they said, <laughs> yeah. we came here for a funeral and by God, we're going to have one.